Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Just when you think it gets 
any just because just when you think it can't get any better, you get a a panda bear doing the nay nay, uh, and and the and the it says the this is this is uh, how um, <laughs> getting ready for PNP. That's absolutely amazing. You just can't get any better than that. And then also, there's a, there are all all of the, all of the gifts are amazing. I, I'm a big fan of them. And go to wawnation.com to check out these gifts that are absolutely amazing. But another gift that I think is absolutely hilarious to me is the one with Scott Steiner. There's nothing finer than PNP. And Scott Steiner. I just when I when I'm looking at this, I'm I'm imagining a Scott Steiner promo, which is bound to have uh, a couple fumbling words, uh, an admission, an indirect admission that I have no idea what I'm talking about at the moment. And I'm going to kind of rewind and try to rebound this promo because I have already butchered this promo. And so when I think of when I think of Scott Steiner, uh, when I think of Scott Steiner promos, that's exactly what I get, and uh, it, it's absolutely hilarious every single time. And, and <laughs> uh, real quick before Rodney Mack comes on. Just real quick, just just real quick. Uh, worst promo cutters ever. Just real quick through through real wrestling, through Twitter, uh, <clears throat> however you can cut it. Real quick. Let's talk about some really bad promo cutters. And I think that Scott Snyder is definitely one of them. I could just think. I just continue to think about Scott. Really, really bad Scott Steiner promos. And I mean, Scott Steiner. You know, he has a, a history of of being um, just one of the most. Uh, I would say before he became like jacked up, he was one of the most uh, the, the best technical wrestlers during the the Varsity Club and during the Steiner Brother eighties. Uh, Early '90s era, and uh, he he didn't he didn't you know even even back in the in the mid '80s mid to late '80s with uh, CWA Continental Wrestling Association, he was a lot smaller, so he really didn't say much on the mic. Uh, and then in his WWE days, him and Rick, you know, you didn't really have to cut a, a fantastic promo as a tag team back then. Uh, you know, when it was the Steiners versus the Quebecers, it was mostly, you know, them saying we're coming to get you and we're, you know, we're going to get our retribution. So it wasn't necessarily a huge, you know, on the promos. But I tell you what, when he when he made his heel turn, which was a which was a really good heel turn, it was you know it was a very very good direction for his career, Scott Steiner. And it really was not, you know, expected for him to make such a career move like that when he did turn heel. But his promos were just, oh, man, they were awful. <laughs> and just, the, the genetic freak, me and my freak, Medasia, 
We're here to talk about fine wine, finer, finer, and Kevin Nash, and Booker T, Goldberg. I'm gonna punch you, and I'm gonna take you out tonight because I'm the genetic freak with my freak Badesia. For all my freaks out there, Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. And just uh, every raw, I mean every nitro and thunder, that's basically what you would get. And it was, it really didn't make any make any sense at all. And just know all the oh goodness the Michael McGillicuddy moments that were, oh goodness talk about your redundance at least at least the addiction calls themselves the the world tag team champions of the world uh, on purpose uh, because of their redundance <laughs> but I tell you what the 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 Michael McGillicuddy. If someone can really quick grab me uh, that that the wording of that promo, uh, he was one of the. I want to read it verbatim before we before we start here. He was a, just a horrible uh, promo cutter <laughs> in the beginning. I mean, he really he he really wasn't a, a very good promo cutter in the first place. Um, but the NXT. The whole NXT was just absolutely horrible. Uh, <laughs> just a really, really bad promo. <laughs> and yeah, someone get if someone get has that transcript, please let me know. Uh, Ken Patera, it's oh goodness, yeah, 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 yeah. Jeff Farmer, I remember Jeff Farmer. That that was that's a good one too. Um, yeah, Sid Vicious. I, <laughs> I I think I think Sid Vicious wasn't necessarily a horrible promo cutter. I just think that he had two really bad moments. You know, cuz like, you know, Sid Vicious, he at least he captivated he was captivating a little bit. He I'm the master and the ruler of the world. At least he had a gimmick, at least he had a catchphrase that worked, but when he tried to talk too much, it was just bad news. Uh, of course, you got the "We're Live" pal with with uh, with Jim Rawl saying, "Let me try this again." We're live, pal, and it just you know trying that that was horrible. But I think I think even the other one is worse though, because it was just a quick you know few seconds talking about. You know, next to Ted DiBiase, at least he had DiBiase to save him uh, <laughs> when when he made that botch. But nothing gets nothing's worse than when he was saying when he when he was was talk talk about Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, I believe, was in the ring, and he said, "I am half you. You are half the man that I am." And I have half the brain that you do. If I'm not mistaken, that's that's what he said. You, you are half the man that I am, and you have half the brain that I do. Or I have I have half the brain that you do, or, or something just outrageously ridiculous and just like oh man. And 
yeah, I have half the brain that you do is, is what he said. But just, oh, just a horrible, horrible, horrible botch <laughs> that he had. Uh, and oh goodness, I love I, t- I love I love these uh, these, these promos, um, these videos. So be sure to check out uh, those those videos. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will have Rodney Mack here soon. Um, let's let's start off with some trivia. Uh, it is what was the nickname? And the finishing move of Junkyard Dog. What was the nickname and the finishing move of the Junkyard Dog? And let's see. Yeah, the thump. Real quick. The the thump. Um, Real quick, let's go. uh, That's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. (laughs) Absolutely. Funny, funny stuff. All right, so real quick, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Dusty. Uh, we're waiting for Rodney Mack here. Um, let's talk about Dusty Rhodes uh, before we get started on the on the interview. Um, if anybody, you know, feel free to com- put your comments on there. This was uh, we we're going to wait and see if we had time. We're going to talk about uh, the Dusty Rhodes um, special on the the network last night after Raw. I think it was absolutely great. Oh, I was always a fan of Legends of the Round Table. And the thing is, it was absolutely great to me because it it made per, it made perfect perfect sense uh to to do something like that with those people, you know, with people who you wouldn't think have such a direct uh such a direct affiliation with them, like like Jerry Lawler, and like uh, and like uh, Michael Hayes, but it made perfect sense, and it was great to, of course, get a Horseman point of view because we all we all know that Dusty Rhodes and the Horseman were totally um, were absolutely great. I mean, they they had all types of affiliation with each other for you know. 20 years, uh, at least 20 years. But the thing is, um, it's like Michael Hayes and Jerry Lawler, we're, we're, we're not, we, we didn't necessarily know too much about them. Uh, and it, it was, it was great to, uh, to know, you know something, something about them, and it was absolutely great to to to, to have that. So, uh, before we got Roddy Mac, I want to hear Derek's uh, opinion on uh, Dusty Rhodes and uh, just the, the stories that were shown. Good to have you tonight, sir. Hey, it's always great to be here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Dusty Rhodes, it was great. I love. I'm with. I always like the round table. So uh, I enjoyed it immensely with the. Classic character again. I the picture with Dusty Rhodes, but yeah, everyone's got their Dusty stories. Almost like everyone's got their Andre the Giant story. So respect towards that, and you know, it's the common man. I'm I'm glad they're still celebrating Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, three weeks, however long it's been. So they can keep that up as long as they want. I'll never get tired of it. So it was great. Absolutely, absolutely, good stuff. 
Uh, it looks like uh, we've made a lot of uh, uh, awesome uh, jokes here <laughs> uh, with the uh, oh, nice the cabbage patch, du- the dusty uh, cabbage patch on here is absolutely great, and it's great to be back for PNP here at the Silver Dome. It's absolutely right. All right, so uh, Roddy Mac, uh, he is. Uh, looks like there's a bit of a delay. I just spoke with him. Uh, we just uh, kind of conversed about an hour and a half ago, so uh, he will be on here soon. Now let's just uh, go on with the show until that happens. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> let's start with Raw. With Raw, uh, well, before that, let's talk a little bit about uh, the beast, the beast in the east. Um, and Tokyo, Japan. First of all, I uh, I'm a big fan of two hour. It was a two hour program. It made me think of you know like Class of the Champions all over again. That was two hours. You know I couldn't even say Saturday night's main event because Saturday night's main event was only ninety minutes. It was from eleven thirty to to one, uh, so it, it wasn't even the same. But yeah, but even just just the the short type of programming, it, it, it was such a refreshment. It was such a a refreshing, awesome thing to have two hour special, um, which is much different than the three hour you know fluff that we see every week with Raw. I understand that pay per views need to be three hours. I get it, but Raw does not have to be three hours, and this show alone. Uh, proved the, the Tokyo show alone proved that we do not need three-hour Raws at all. And we never did need three-hour Raws. And it proved even more that a two-hour show will leave us wanting more. It's a it, it's a good package. It's, it's a good-looking package for a two-hour show. You don't have to worry about a lot of fluff. It was just back-to-back-to-back matches and a little bit of promo, you know, uh, set up, you know, between everyone, uh, just to set up the matches beforehand. It was, it was real, it was well produced. I wasn't a big fan of Lesnar versus Kofi. I understand that you did need Lesnar versus Kofi just because, um, you know, you know, just because it, it, the squash and then you know squash and new day, I get it, but you know I, I've said this many times before. You just can't. You got to keep protecting new day. You just really have to. You you have to protect new day. They're the number one contenders for the titles. You have to protect them, and it just makes absolutely no sense not to protect them, and just it, it, it's horrible. And so, I you know I would have preferred like. You know, Brock Lesnar versus Sheamus, that would have been great for that, you know, especially if you're promoting as Beast in the East, you know. But I understand, you know, there's money in Brock versus Sheamus, but, you know, this is just a one-off special, and it would have been good. I understand that, you know, Brock Lesnar was a a last-minute add-on because he had a friend there. I I get it. And, you know, because of him being an add-on, you know, it made it – this was supposed to be just a house show, but – it became a lot more than that, but you know, I uh, I get it. I understand why they did that, 
but just somebody not the New Day, just protect their character. They're just, there's just a lot of flailing, you know, heels out out and about right now. You know, I would have preferred, you know, Lesnar versus Big Show. You know, Big Show can afford to lose. Lesnar versus Miz, for sure, that would have really worked out. I think, you know, Lesnar versus Miz would have been a good uh, match to promote. Um, even Lesnar versus Barrett, and I know Barrett was in the main event, but it could have been like Kane and Big Show against uh, – my my ideal main event would have been Kane and Big Show. If they did the tag team – if they had to do the tag team and they had to have Cena be in the main event, I would have preferred Cena Reigns against uh, Big Show and Kane. I think that would have been the ideal you know, main event if Cena had to be in the main event. Uh, I'm glad that he was in a tag match, but – other than that, you know, th- th- those are just minor, you know, just 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 minor, you know, issues to a very solid event. Of course, Kevin Owens uh, and Finn Balor uh, tore the house down, and the house was, the house was basically already tore down by Jericho Neville. And me being a Jericho market felt good to have Jericho, you know, have a clean win. And that was great. And then and just the psychology. I mean, you know, Jericho will be forty five in a few months and so the the quickness and the speed isn't there as much anymore, but the psychology is absolutely there. That definitely doesn't have that Jericho shape anymore as we saw in Tokyo. But for an almost forty five year old guy, he can still tear the house down and it's great to see that. Because the psychology was there, the 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 you know Jericho's always been a guy of of suspenseful close call finishes. He's he's always been that guy, and you know the setup for the Red Arrow, you know he missed it. A, he he rode out a couple of times, and the third time it seems like it was you know he seemed like he was going to beat Jericho, but he put his legs up and did the Lion Tamer instead of the. Uh, instead of the the uh, walls of Jericho, you know the the not the back, the, not not the uh, necessarily the the Boston Crab, but the modified Crab, and uh, it was great. Uh, I really it was a great way to start the, the the show. Even the even the Divas match was good. You know, kudos to to Tamina for for being that for being that uh, that dominant heel you know, in the match for Paige and Nikki to kind of jump on, you know, as they fight each other. So I, th- I actually think that Tamina, be- Tamina being an addition to the match was a blessing in disguise because we'd have just seen Samo Samo with Naomi, you know, in the mix. But ta- but Tamina, on the other hand, was a good and fresh element to uh, the match. So, it was a really good show. I uh, I really really liked it. It was a great show and a breath of fresh air for sure. Absolutely. Uh it was a it was a it was a great show and I and I had a had a great time. Uh, definitely a breath of fresh air. It was great. Loved every minute of it. Um I haven't seen it yet, so you spoiled it for me. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> Gentlemen, I did see it, and I think the Jericho, you know, the Y2J, I mean, it almost seems like he was back. I totally agree with everything he said about that. That match foolish as far as. And with Jericho, and he's got pretty big ties in Japan from back in the 90s. So, I mean, it was almost like a homecoming for him. So, he's always been a mark for Japan. 
But uh, having a clean win over Neville, if that was here in the States, that would never happen. So that's what makes the, uh, when they go abroad that much more special. Of an event, and it was really awesome to watch it on the network as well. So, I mean, I had two thumbs up. I loved it. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Great stuff there. I was uh, very, very intrigued uh, by that event. And I really wish that uh, more events happen um, like that. Uh, I'm really happy that they decided to do that. Um, And they decided to make it two hours. Um, um, And I was just... I was just really happy, and I really, you know, I don't, I don't think um, that this was going to change anything. <laughs> but at the same time, I just hope that, you know, I hope that they have more live, you know, like house show events like this. Um, and I, I really hope uh, that they, you know, decide to to do something different with a raw every now and then, you know, to to not really make it, you know, three hours of fluff. And I really hope that this kind of showed the WWE that, you know, two hours is a lot better than three. Um and and, and great uh absolutely great uh reference here since they did one in Japan, hopefully they'll make one in England, Mexico, maybe Germany. Yeah, I think so. I mean they they have shows there they have shows there anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't care what the script is. Go, got a bloody, bloody Sunday hymn to make PNP happy. Absolutely, I totally agree. Uh, that bloody Sunday that I, that Finn Balor did was uh, very. It doesn't seem like it was. It doesn't seem like it was necessarily a scripted, you know, uh, move. It wasn't very WWE endorsed. I know that AJ Styles does it a lot, uh, but yeah, it was, you know, it was it was a great it was a great moment. So, you know, uh, hopefully we see more specials like this that last only two hours. Yeah, that's what everyone's wanting, and that's what we should get because I mean, honestly, the WWE can really put on a good show. And again, it's almost like this this card would never happen in the United States. I mean, it obviously it would not. Nobody, people would be interested, but the WWE wouldn't want to put that product going forward. Again, with the Brock Lesnar against Kofi Kingston. I mean, over here, that just looks like child's play for Brock Lesnar. But he, honestly, uh, he, Kofi Kingston can go. He's got that type of talent. He's got that uh, ring presence. So, with that being said, you know, it's kind of almost like you look at the state of the WWE right now. I mean, you're almost halfway through the summer. And, you know, you got up until SummerSlam to make really big things happen. So it's almost, does anyone out there really agree with how the WWE has been handling itself lately as far as, you know, the pay-per-views have been wonderful. And honestly, I'm pleasantly surprised. That, uh, you know, we've been talking about how Monday Night Raw is too long and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is. It could go back to two hours and it would be phenomenal. It would be even better. And you got NXT, and you got SmackDown to fill in that extra void, and you can just watch the network anytime you want. Nine ninety nine a month, if you haven't heard, or has it. So anyway, with the WWE, it's without Brock Lesnar being a big presence. Obviously, he's been around lately. It's has Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. Have they really been able to carry the torch as far as to get them through the summer lull with everyone being on vacation? They're not 
really paying much attention to wrestling other than the diehard fans like ourselves. So it's, what really uh, can we get from the WWE? Again, I've been happy with it. I've been happy with what has been going on with uh, Monday Night Raw being three hours. I try my best to enjoy it, and I have lately, even though the ratings tell otherwise that people don't really seem to care. That's why, again, Brock Lesnar was pushed in at the last minute. He had Triple H and Stephanie there. But uh, really what makes it is the wrestling itself, the product, has been really phenomenal. I mean, you've got uh, with Owens going up against John Cena, and then Cena and Cesaro. I mean, they tear the house down. There's always... They've got a couple botches. We'll give them that much. Uh, at least I saw a couple last night, I'm sure. And I saw uh, you know, last week, even talked about it last week. But the match, the excitement that they give, and just the longevity of the match, where it's just hard-hitting, and there's just really few low spots. There's so many high spots in those, that feud. I mean, it's great. And that just goes to show you, again, Cesaro can go head-to-head with anybody. He can keep the match going. I mean, I don't know how many times they tried to pin each other last night. Just couldn't get it done. I didn't know that you know, they were going to close Raw with a match like that, and usually they don't. Usually they end it with a segment of you know, Seth Rollins coming down and being all happy-go-lucky and giddy, and which is fine. And I want to get to that because Seth Rollins has really carried himself. It was a few months ago, and I have to correct myself. I wasn't behind the Seth Rollins bandwagon. I was uh, Seth Rollins is annoying. He still is. And his promos used to be what I called a monotone billy. I I don't like you. I want to hurt you and beat you up, and you're going to get it so bad and so rough. He's kind of come into his character after the fact, and he's taken the championship. He's made the most of it for what he can do, and I'm going to remember Seth Rollins being the heavyweight champion because, honestly, it's been quite entertaining. And with him and Ambrose, I think they also tear the house down. I love the way that they uh, get together. They have good chemistry when they're in the ring together. They say that was the low point of Raw. That's why they had to revamp, put Brock Lesnar in. That's yeah, that's great. But I, I mean, I, really, state of the WWE. What are you feeling, Chris? Yeah, I, the thing is, is that I, you know, I'm still not. Probably because I'm so, like I said this before, I'm, I, Tyler Black is 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 my guy. You know, I was a big Tyler Black fan in ROH, and. I I still feel the same way that both both of us felt before, you know, and and it's and I have to be honest, you know, it 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 really there's nothing about Seth Rollins that has turned me to believe something else about him. It just it just hasn't, unfortunately. And, and maybe this babyface turn with uh you know with 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 Triple H. I mean, they they're teasing it so much. I mean, we saw it on Raw. We'll talk about Raw in a minute. But they've been teasing it, you know, um, so much with uh, Seth Rollins and everything else. Uh, in, in the backstage segments they had, you know, with uh, with Raw on Raw yesterday, we, we'll we'll see it. We'll definitely see it. And yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see this this babyface turn. Um, but you know. Uh, we'll certainly we'll, we'll certainly see uh, what what really happens uh, after this babyface turn. I, I think that he'll get the the momentum 
uh, that that we want from him. Uh, I, I, I certainly hope so because he he's more a, of an annoying heel that uh, people just don't really care about type type of heel, kind of like an X Pac Heat type thing. Um, but he is champ and. You know, being a Tyler Black guy, I, I I'm, I'm happy that Tyler, you know, that he's that he's champ. But at the same time, it's not like I said, he, he's been under the authority for so long, and it's just not working. So uh, I hope it hope it gets better. Speaking of Seth Rollins, uh, we're going to open up Raw with uh, the opponent of Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, and, and Paul Heyman. Now, here's the thing. They just started these Suplex City uh t-shirts and going to every city that that he's at, that he's at. I why, why come they didn't start that when he was, you know, at my in my hometown, you know, um a few months back. Uh, I think about about 5 or 6 months ago. He was in my hometown and I uh, really Hope that you know. I know that it was uh, on a on a whim. I, I know. I get it. It was on a whim. However, you know, I, they won't be back in my hometown until January. So maybe we'll still be getting Suplex City uh, shirts, but I doubt it, unfortunately. So you know, I guess it's good while it lasted. But I think I love the concept of of, of having suplex. I mean, it's very baby face like, uh, and <laughs> and yeah, I think it. I think it's a great, great concept to to just have suplex city, and to to be wherever you know you are. So, it, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's more of a baby face type of thing. Uh, but it's working. It's all about selling merch, and it's definitely working out really good. Of course, Brock Lesnar. Of course, Paul Heyman did a fantastic job cutting the promo like he always does, and you know it was a good way to to start Raw. Yeah, it was a great way to start Raw. I enjoyed it, and uh, I with uh, Seth Rollins again. Don't give me qualms against the guy. Lesnar starts off, and Heyman just talks about how bad Brock is, which is good. I mean, it's, it's, I just love when Raw starts. You know, they do the intro to Raw and blah, 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 and then you just hear Lesnar's music hit. You're just automatically enthralled. Okay, this is going to be a good night. Something's going to happen. Not a whole lot happened last night other than destroying the car, which was great. I loved it. I mean, it almost reminds me of the old Stone Cold days when he filled up Vince McMahon's Corvette with a... What was it, cement? Tossed it out the window, so that's always fun to see. Enjoyed it, so the start was pretty good. They are getting a lot of merchandise sales throughout the uh, throughout the business, and that's all you can really ask for at this time. So this is going to kind of get us over the law, and I'm looking forward. Even Battleground shaping up to be a good pay per view, so it was a good start to Raw as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, for once, I definitely think Battleground is. Shaping up pretty good, and it should be a pretty good uh, pay-per-view. Seems like we're going to get Orton and Sheamus. Orton's from St. Louis, so it's not necessarily a marquee match, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I guess that's where they want to put Orton right now. We'll talk about that in a minute. Ryback right show, Miz interferes. 
gets uh, cornered by both, and then shell shocked by Ryback and choke slam by Shell, and Ryback clothesline the Big Show. I'm actually okay with the Intercontinental Title scene right now. I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's a way to uh, elevate Ryback. You still got a main event guy in there uh, with Big Show. It's a good way to you know for the Big Show to put uh, you know some some person over so it's, uh, to to help someone's career like Ryback. And the Miz really didn't have anything to do. You know he's a he's a solid mid card hand. He's a good heel. So. I think this triple threat is really good. I think these are three of the best options you can have for those purposes that I just said. And, you know, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm actually excited about, you know, what we're seeing in the Intercontinental title scene. I think Daniel Bryan winning kind of sparked it back up. And I think it being vacant and Ryback kind of, you know, carrying that torch is good. And I'm 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 okay. I'm I'm totally okay with the Intercontinental title picture right now. I think it's good, and uh, I'm looking forward to you know see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's all right. We'll see what happens. The Miz makes everything exciting, and it's you know Big Show. He can stand to lose. Right back. I am still happy with the Intercontinental Championship being on him. So uh, things are good in the mid card at the moment. You know, I mean, it could be better. Yeah, anything could always be better, but it's been better than what it has been, and it's been again. It's Carrying itself pretty well, and it looks like the character's in place to really make it explode and hopefully bring back a little more of the old nostalgic IC championship and what it can do for you. Carry the weight. Yeah, absolutely. Brie Bella defeating Paige. Now, I heard some rumors about this, and I'm 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 happy what from what I'm hearing in a way because okay, so. I I knew that it was going to lead to someone getting called up. I was expecting Charlotte, okay? I knew that Paige was going to keep losing. You know, the odds are against her. People are, you know, she had the meeting and, and everybody walked out. I think that all of those are good ways to really pump up whoever's going to be on Paige's side. Now, I was I was expecting Charlotte. Now, the reports are there's going to be two people because of the Alicia Fox alliance to lead into SummerSlam. So, uh, you know, I I think we've got some uh, I think we got a bit of a turning the, the you know, the tide a little bit. Um and and I'm and I'm totally cool with that. So they're saying Charlotte and the other person, you know, is rumored to be Sasha Banks, which I totally hope that that does not happen. Not because I don't want her to be called up, but because Sasha Banks is such a great heel. She's, she's a really, really good heel. She does a great job with her mannerisms. Charlotte's good. You know, Charlotte would be a good person to side with um, with Paige. But my my choice, although my favorite is Bailey in, in NXT, she does not fit the I'm coming to save you, I'm coming to, you know, help the odds uh, type of mentality. My choice, based on people who are similar to Paige, would be absolutely Becky Lynch because it, it because they're you know you have Irish and you have England, you know you have that 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 European connection. Uh, they both are more rebels, defiant, and Becky Lynch would make the perfect person to come up 
and and save and save Paige. And of course, Charlotte, notwithstanding, it makes perfect sense for Charlotte to come up. So I, I'm okay with what we're seeing. Absolutely, I, it, it makes absolutely more. It makes absolutely perfect sense for them to be calling up two people from NXT for this angle, and it's, it's making me actually excited to see who they call up. Like I said, my my preferences would be Charlotte and Becky Lynch, but yeah, whatever too. I think I think it adds a layer to the Divas division. Finally, it's, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and we can't really bank on anything with the Divas division. Anybody they bring in could be great. However, I don't want them to bring somebody in and they turn into another diva. That's what they do. Paige came in as a rebel, and now she's a a bit of a diva. Total it's diva. Not a full... <laughs> so, yeah, really. I'm, you know, I'm excited. You know, Charlotte would be great. Everybody you mentioned would, you know, fit into their capacity, but they're going to get pampered and fluffered and start acting divish. I just, you know, I'll see it when I believe it. I'm tired of putting stock and being excited in the divas division when they bring somebody else in because it just ends up being another something for the e-reality show. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Next question. Um, what was Glenn Jacobs' name in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? What was Glenn Jacobs' name in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Sheamus defeating Roman Reigns. It looks like they have, um, you know, Roman Reigns. and Sheamus has kind of got the best Roman Reigns the past few weeks. Um, I like I like Roman Reigns and Sheamus. I think there's money all over that match. I hope they build it. Uh, really good soon within the next few months, you know, six months or so. I really want to see them two have a really good feud and a good build between it because the matches that I've seen on SmackDown and Raw have been very good. And just just that on just them on paper makes sense because the Chicago crowd is very marky, very smarky, and. You know, if if someone's listening and, and want to report live right now. You know, if they were actually in Chicago for Raw, but from what I heard, you know, live on TV, you know, <laughs> Chicago or Roman, Chicago's Roman Reigns fans now. I mean, you can see it. You've seen in the past few, at least two, I would say at least two to three months, the the support for Roman Reigns, the the, the cheers have grown exponentially over the past two or three months. And I think because they're giving, and I've said this before, because they're giving him this organic build, it's really, really helping him across the board. And even if you got the smarkiest crowd in Chicago, I would say Chicago and Philly, Chicago, Philly, and uh, probably New York, those are probably the three of the smarkiest crowd, Chicago, Philly, and New York, that, you know, if you got a, the Chicago crowd cheering for Roman Reigns almost across across the board, and you got you know signs from adults and everything, that's a very very good step in the right direction. And just continue to have him feud against uh, you know bona fide heels. I think you know the 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 cheers for Bray Wyatt has simmered down for a long time now. Um, you know. Putting his child in the mix is a good way to really garner some hill heat from Bray Wyatt. You know, I think it's great, and and you know, continuing to have have him feel, feud against strong heels like Big Show and uh, Kane, 
and uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know, it, it's really, really good for Roman Reigns to build him up as a strong baby face, and, I, and I'm totally on board with it. Yeah, we're all totally on board with it. You know, if he would have won the championship at uh, WrestleMania, we'd be having a totally different conversation right now. They probably yeah, would have had to turn exactly. heel because everybody would have hated him. And uh, just, again, just being spoon-fed and we're going to make you the champion because that's what the WWE thinks is best for business. But, no, I mean, everything that we've talked about on this show before WrestleMania about don't make Roman Reigns the champion. It needs to be organic. It needs to be something that just finally explodes. And it's just going to be awesome when he does win the championship. I mean, it would be such a different conversation right now. And it's, you know, I'm excited that they didn't do that. I'm glad they didn't for his sake because this is just going to make him that much better when he finally is champion. So, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. Next question we have, uh, the uh, the uh, Unibomb is the correct answer. Great job. Uh, really looking forward to that takeover in New York and Brooklyn for sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, blue pants. <laughs> uh, no, not, 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 uh, quite. I like blue pants. I like the, da, 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 big fan of that, but, uh, not so, not so big of a fan of, uh, blue pants, uh, helping out page. Uh, don't, don't think that was the best. Don't think that's the best idea at this point, at least. <laughs> All right, so uh, Unibomb is the correct answer. Great job. Next question is, what was Bastion Booger's name in WCW? What was Bastion Booger's name in WCW? Um, I apologize, uh, fans. Uh, I you know try to call uh, Rodney Mack uh, during the show and. Um, and text it was an hour before the show that he confirmed. But I talked to him a few times, and he confirmed. And uh, an hour, even as close as an hour before the show, he confirmed. And as, as many big names as I've interviewed the past almost three and a half years, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Hope, hopefully, everything's okay. Uh, I just uh, emailed his representative or, or mailed his representative, so we'll see. We may have to schedule another day or, or just. Uh, uh, Ixnay, Rodney Mack, all together. He, uh, his representative wanted him to be interviewed for uh, the promotion that he's in. They're having a show coming up uh, next week. Uh, so, yeah, he wanted to be interviewed with that. And so, yeah, I talked to him on the phone. I texted him a few times. He texted back. Uh, yeah, about an hour before the show was the last time we contacted each other. But, uh Nothing. So we'll see. You know, like I said, the show goes on. You know, Rodney Mack is. Uh, I mean, they they wanted the promotion, so they know that the, my show reaches tens of thousands of people every week, and they wanted the promotion. So uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully everything's okay with with that. So uh, we're having fun anyway. Thank you, thank you very much. I was so into the show that I forgot about Rodney. See that. That's the reason why I love the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Absolutely. See, that right there is absolutely amazing stuff. I absolutely love, love, love that. 
I love the support. I love it absolutely. That just that just makes it absolutely amazing. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but uh, we've got Gunner coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, uh, and Gunner's great. You know, I've been talking to Gunner. Gunner's very excited to be on the show. So uh, that will be our next uh, our next person would be Gunner. So. Next we have, uh, let's see, we got a question. Norman the Lunatic, absolutely great stuff. Um, it's a crime that is not in the 100,000s. I agree. You know what's so interesting? Uh, Tay Long is going to call and make it a tag team interview player. Uh, you know what's so interesting? We 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 reach about ten, tens of thousands a week, and, and you know the goal is to you know reach hundreds of thousands. Absolutely, I actually uh, posted something on Facebook. I'm really really um, this this show gets so much buzz through iTunes and of course the Real Wrestling live stream through Bleacher Report, uh, through PW Mania, through all the other um, you know outlets, uh, many other media outlets. I I was really this this show is is so amazing and I'm so humbled to be a, a, a host of the show that I, uh, I I posted something on my Facebook post that, you know for for trying to pitch it to be a local uh, a show to 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 be locally to be aired on a local radio station a big local radio station so I'm really serious about uh, pitching that idea because I can show the numbers I can show all the big name interviews I can show all those things um, to prove the you know the validity of how many people listen to the show every week and. You know, I I have all the, the good numbers to to show that I really want Pancakes to Power Slams to be on a local radio station. I mean, Blog Talk Radio has uh, been nothing but amazing to me, and I definitely want to continue to have it on Blog Talk Radio. But yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 such an amazing show, and it's one of the one of the most it's one of the long standing shows. There's only probably probably about a handful of shows. That actually has outlasted. I mean, with all with all these you know wrestler podcasts and you know wrestlers having podcasts, ending podcasts. Pancakes and Power Sam's is one of the only shows. I was talking to a, a colleague of mine who has his own uh, radio show as well. We were talking about uh, us two and probably about three or four other shows are really. Some of the only long-standing non-wrestler podcasts that there are, uh, Pancakes and Power Slams, uh, celebrating almost three and a half years old. So, you know, to to be a, a non-wrestling podcast and almost three and a half years old, and we have not missed a week. We have not missed a single week. One hundred and seventy-one consecutive weeks through my through through a, a back injury that I had, through a gallbladder injury that I had, through two baby births that I had. Uh you know, it, we we've we've had the show, you know, throughout the 171 weeks and have not missed a single single week and kudos to Derek and Ryan and uh other people uh, who've been on the show, but specifically Derek and Ryan, that that, that it's all the, the, some the, the best assistance that I can ever have. I mean, the, the, uh, my 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 team are winners. 
you know, at Pancakes and Power Slams, have an amazing staff that are so much behind my vision for this show that they are really like they 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 share my heart, and I love working with Derek and Ryan because you know only thing I had to do because I'm uh, you know they're 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 close friends of mine, so that helped, and so the only thing that I had to do was cast my vision. This is what I want to do. And both of them were on board immediately. And and as you show, as you've seen throughout the weeks, you know, when there's a dire emergency that I can only be on a little bit on the show or not on the show at all, you know, they do a fantastic job picking the show up. So, um, yeah, I appreciate all the support, and I really want to, to pitch Pancakes and Power Slams to, to my local station. So anybody who's listening who's uh, – you know, my my undergrad is in PR, but I'm in my PhD courses right now. So, you know, with with a five month old and almost three year old, and of course a, a great marriage uh, that I they that I have to lead and, and shepherd. Uh, you know, it, it's it's my time is very limited, and I do I do ministry. I do I have a, another I have an event planning business on top of being. A full-time employee and writing for three web uh, writing for three websites, so my time is very limited. So, if someone would like to create a, a media a media kit a press kit for me, uh, and and let me and, and give it to me and, and help me with the with the pitch for the uh, local radio station, uh, that would absolutely be. The the biggest you know it would be an amazing blessing that you can give me amazing gift. My birthday was last Tuesday, uh, so it would be an amazing gift that you can give me. So uh, there's my pitch, and I, and I, I thank you all for the support. We here at the Pancakes and Power Slams just love everything that you guys have done over the years, and I've been here for 169 episodes probably. And you don't know this, but this used to be in the morning. The first few episodes was actually in the yeah, morning. Yeah, the first, yeah. the, the actual, the first one. Yes, absolutely, the very first one. Yep, nine o'clock a.m. <laughs> and who wants to talk about wrestling at nine nine a.m. other than Chris and myself and everybody else out in the pancakes and power <laughs> yeah. slam? So I mean, it started then. We decided that maybe nighttime might be a little better. So. But we're here. We accommodate to you guys. You see, we accommodate to the masses. You want to hear this at night? Okay, well, let's live, do it at night. Pancakes, yep. we'll keep it. You can enjoy pancakes anytime, just like you can wrestling. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slams. 90 minutes is never enough, but we cram in as much as we can. We always do. We have a great time. And, again, we apologize tonight for, uh, you know, whatever – circumstances happen with our interview but we're still here we're having a great time so really you know what schedule for another time that's great because we're just going to have as much fun tonight as we will next week the week after 10 years from now 50 years from now however long it takes for uh the almighty to strike us down and say enough is enough but if it's up never going to happen absolutely 
Absolutely. Very, very well said. Yeah, it was funny. The first one was in the morning. Uh, we wanted to, you know, do, we had, we had a pilot episode. So the first, the very first episode, the entire, every episode, all 100 and, you know, after tonight, all 171 episodes available on iTunes. If you subscribe to iTunes, you can listen to any episode that you possibly can, any 170 you want to choose from. So, it's it, the first one was a pilot, a pilot show. It was Ryan and I. Derek was uh, in charge of the uh, chat room, and uh, it was the very first one. He uh, the, the the night one, the second one. Derek was in charge of the chat room. The, the episode two. So Derek's been was was since episode two, and uh, Ryan and I, we, we did the first one in the morning. Uh, you know, just to have a, a very uh, fresh, you know, thing to raw, and it was it was great. Um, it was still got a lot of still got a lot of uh, views. It was uh, you know, looked at the numbers, it's still great. And then the second uh, the second show was in the evening, so we you know we did uh, just a popular vote from the, the supporters that we had you know over three years ago, and by popular demand, you know, it was, uh, the evening was, uh, was a better, uh, choice, and so, you know, we got together time for the evening, and, you know, it's worked ever since, and so, Derek and I has even talked, have even talked about changing time, but, yeah, I mean, it's good for our interviewers, because this is Eastern time, and a lot of people aren't in Eastern time, so a lot of times when people are on Pacific time, like, uh, Tyler Rex and D'Lo Brown, uh, Eli Drake, you know, all of them are Pacific time. It's only eight o'clock there, so uh, so it works a lot, works out a lot. And um, we've gotten so much amazing feedback over the past three years, and I really, really, I mean, this is really, uh, this is a godsend. I mean, it, I really can't ask for, you know, uh, I can't send enough thanks for for all the supporters. This is an amazing show, and I, and I definitely. Um. Yeah, <laughs> was going to say pancakes at night. Uh, uh, does rule. I agree. Uh, especially some. You know, I'm not getting paid for this, but IHOP pancakes in the evening. Oh, cinnamon stack, cinna stack pancakes from IHOP. Are you kidding? Those those pancakes are absolutely amazing. If you if you have an IHOP, if you're listening live or on iTunes. If you have a IHOP, go, and they're not paying me for this, so I'm not going to say it for too long. Get you some Cinestack pancakes from IHOP, and there you go. You, you, you'll you'll uh, experience a, a, a glimpse of heaven uh, when you eat some uh, Cinestack uh, pancakes. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Pacific time there. Good Good stuff. Um, all right, so uh, thank again, thank you so much for your birthday wishes, for all your support, and uh, yeah, we're, we're pancakes and power slams. Yeah, tens of thousands is great, but uh, you know we want to get the six figures. Uh, we we want to race to six figures uh, every week. I would like to get six figures of listeners uh, every week, and uh, we're if, by the support that we've been getting. Uh, it definitely will get there very soon. All right, so we got Rus Rusev and Summer Rae in her in-ring promo, uh, interrupted by uh, Ziggler and Lana. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, what what do you think about this? Is this is this a good move uh, f- for the WWE to do? I'm bored with it. You know, I want Rusev to either do a heel or a, a face turn, and Ziggler to do whatever he's got to do. I don't like Lana and Ziggler together. Don't like it at all. Summer Rae, Rusev doesn't work. Ziggler and Rusev could tear the house down and do a, an amazing match. We all know Ziggler can do it. He's got it in him. Rusev can. But the pairing of the Divas with them, just it just creeps me out a little bit. It just does not make any sense. It, there's no chemistry behind it. It doesn't look natural. And I just, Rusev, once he's back and able and ready, Summer Rae just isn't what he needs to be with. It's kind of a almost a black future for these two because I can't really see much going on if they don't have if they don't have this feud. What else would they be doing right now? So that's good for that. But bringing the Lana and Summer Rae in, it does not do much of anything for my interest. I'm kind of bored with it actually, and just rather see the two guys duke it out, other than having their female mouthpieces with them. This doesn't yeah. really work out. Absolutely agree. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I mean, I, I've I, I've said this before. I just there's nothing about this feud that is exciting ever at all. It's just it's not intriguing at all. <laughs> it's it, and it's sad because. Because Dolph Ziggler, you know, at this point, people are saying, you know, does Dolph Ziggler, does he stay, does he go, you know, and, you know, what exactly is going on with with Dolph Ziggler? And, And sadly, you know, at this point, it really doesn't matter. You know, sad to say. Uh, it it really doesn't matter at this point, um, and I really hope that. I mean, Ziggler's he, he's he's he made a, such a great come up from the Spirit Squad, and he's over. People like him. I mean, not as much. It, it, he's not as over as he used to be, because for some reason he keeps getting shrouded with these. Affiliations with women who are more over than he is. AJ, especially Vicky Guerrero, and now Lana. I mean, he's really. I mean, that's been a great portion, especially with Vicky Guerrero. I mean, it helped him garner heat, but Vicky was the biggest heel in WWE, and so it kind of hurt. It kind of it kind of hurt Ziggler when when he was with Vicky. Uh, just because Vicky just shrouded Ziggler. AJ, it didn't hurt him so much. Uh, AJ was still over, way over, but it didn't help. It, it, it didn't. It didn't help. It didn't help him that much, but it didn't hurt uh, him as much as Vicky Guerrero. Now with Lana, I would have to say, you know, it's it's be- between Vicky and AJ. I think it's definitely hurting him more than his affiliation with AJ has, but of course not as much as Vicky. But it's the the, the 
cat fights and the in the the feud with uh, him and and uh, with with Lana and, and Samurai is more intriguing than Ziggler and Rusev. And of course, the segment wasn't horrible yesterday, you know, because you know Rusev came back. He faked the, you know, he he was recovered. I mean, he did have an ankle injury, but it, uh, and that was a surprise to see Rusev recovered that that quickly. But yeah, I mean, it, it was great to see Rusev back and you know in in full force. It looks like so. So now what? So Rusev goes against Ziggler at Battleground and what beats him. So I mean, what then? What happens after that? So it, does Lana end up turning? But she's getting more steam as a baby as a babyface now. Does she end up turning and lose that steam? So what happens? In a month from now, what happened? You know, I really hope this doesn't go to SummerSlam. That would just be absolutely ridiculous. And please don't give me a mixed tag match. And you know, the more I think about it, the more I can see a mixed tag match at SummerSlam between Dolph Ziggler and Lana against Rusev and Summer Rae. And that's I mean, that's just almost as bad as. What was the main? I'm sure someone listening live can help. What was the match between at WrestleMania a few years back? It was like uh, him. It was a mixed tag match. It was him, and I think like Trish maybe, or, or was it him? Was it Morrison? It was Morrison Trish. And Snooky, I think, against like uh, against Ziggler and like the Bella or something. I don't. I don't remember exactly what the mixed tag was. Um, I think it was like Morrison and Snooky and Trish or something like that. And against, but I'm, I know he was a, a, affiliated with with that um, match or, or some match with. Mixed tag. Um, that's what it was. Thank you. It was Mortison, Trish, and Snooky against Lay Cool and Ziggler. That's that's what that's what it was. And I'm thinking like, what? <laughs> well, wait, that was just such a wasted WrestleMania spot, and it just didn't make any sense. And that's just as bad. I mean, you know, Lay Cool. Uh, AJ, Vicky Guerrero, and now Lana. So, at the end of the day, Sickler has been shrouded, you know, his his career, and I, I really don't see, I really don't see a main event push coming from Ziggler at all. I mean, there's some there's some talks about him possibly leaving. At this point, you know, I I would like I would like to hear the people's opinion on this. Now, GFW is trying to make some type of steam, and, and I've said this before. I don't see. I mean, if if they're affiliating themselves with TNA, I don't see anything changing. I mean, it, basically, it's just TNA with more guys. You're getting TNA. The invasion angle is not going to make any sense at all, and you're getting TNA with Doc Gallows again, who got who got released from TNA, but now he's kind of going to be back with TNA because he's with GFW, Shelton Benjamin, 
who is not a main eventer by any stretch uh, in, in the States, and as far as a, a big name, you know, if he was like in uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla or Jersey Championship Wrestling, very notable indie promotions, even like some like Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, you know, notable indie promotions, you know, or like PPW, Paragon Pro Wrestling, you know, he would be a good main eventer for those promotions, but certainly not, you know, a, a GFW who who who's trying to make some. Excuse me, I'm not a hundred percent yet. About a ninety-five, so uh, so so not all the way there. But um, uh, Benjamin, he wouldn't be. He he would be a main eventer in those promotions, but at the same time. You know, someone like a someone like a GFW who's actually trying to compete as being the number two promotion. No, he, he would not. He, you know, he can't. He's almost forty years old. You can't be a main. You know, he can't start being the main eventer at forty. And you know, people like Chris Masters or Chris Mordeski. You know, he's there now. Yeah, I mean that really doesn't make much much of a difference. So, you know, I don't see much in GFW. Even if you brought someone like Ziggler uh, in GFW, what would it really do? I mean, would it really bring some noise if if Ziggler went to GFW? I wouldn't be excited if Ziggler went to GFW. I mean, that, the thing about that is I mean, it's almost like a saving base for TNA. And TNA has just been a stalemate for so long. You almost want to see it succeed, but and again, you almost be like, it's, "I'm glad it's over." I hate to say that, but yeah, I mean, it's just like you know, Dolph Ziggler. No, he couldn't save it. Jeff Hardy couldn't really save it. Ric Flair couldn't save it. The TNA, as far as that, Hulk Hogan, all those guys, Eric Bischoff. So it's almost you know, TNA. It's almost an afterthought anymore. Forget about it. And Global Force Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett always has great intentions. He's a wrestling mind. But I don't know if he's really... He's not a Vince McMahon or a... Or a J.J. Dillon or... Not J.J. Dillon, I'm sorry. Jim Crockett. What am I thinking? But it's so... I would, you don't want to see where the dice roll. You want to see where it lays and what's going to happen. What names are going to be involved. It'll be interesting. And I'm going to keep watching to see what's happening. But at the end of the day, again, it's this, you know, what's best for competing with the WWE? I mean, it's like you're you're not WCW. You want to be, but you're not, and probably never will be. Should Should they keep pumping this into it? Jeff Jarrett again, excited for it. I'll see what happens with it, but I'm not too excited to see people that I've learned to love, like Ziggler and. Whoever else would happen to go over that, even a you know, alumni from TNA to be with GWF, just to see it just still be the same thing over and over again, right. same product. Exactly, and you know, and there's there, there's nothing about you know GFW right now that makes me intrigued. You know, I'll watch it just because you know it, it's it's wrestling, and, I, and I'll watch it, but it's like, yeah. You know, it's, it's okay. Here's a here's an awesome comment here on Real Wrestling. 
TNA is being invaded by TNA light. I mean, that, that's what better way can you say it? That's exactly what we're getting. Less GFW is less money, less people on the roster, less you know uh, television exposure, less production, and we're supposed to believe that they're the saving grace of the competitive wrestling force of the competitive wrestling scene. No, they're not. And and I've said this before, I really want TNA to to thrive. I really want GFW to survive. Wrestling needs competition. The best part of wrestling ever was the Monday Night Wars. Ever. And you had WWE, WCW, and even during the Monday Night Wars, you had ECW. A lot of people don't you know, and I, and I really hoped. I mean, I watched the entire Monday Night War series, and they and they did bring ECW up, but I, ECW needs to be brought up more because, yeah, they weren't you know competing head to head, but ECW was just as a part of the Monday Night Wars as as WWE and WCW was because they you know during the late nineties was the Really, the well, I'll say mid to late '90s was the hottest and peak moments of of ECW because they got more, you know, they got television exposure, they got the pay per views, they got you know TNN, and so you you saw much more, you know, and they they had kind of like a partnership with WWE for a second when they had Lawler come in and Jake Roberts and uh, you know things like that. And so that helped. That that helped a lot. And ECW was definitely a big part. And so if you have that big competition again, you know who's gonna who's gonna open up their checkbook and be a part of it. You know, I listen. I, who was it? I think it was uh, Matt Taven that I was interviewing earlier this year. Great interview. One of one of my favorite interviews that I've had so far and in, 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 uh, on the show. Just a great guy. And, you know, we were talking about that. We were talking about, you know, <laughs> open up your checkbook, Mark Cuban. You know, make that move and 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 do something. You know, make – do something about the fact that wrestling needs competition. And we need a big person. You know, heck, you know, somebody talk to Warren Buffett and have him open up his checkbook and, you know – uh, be the man and and just kind of be the Ted Turner of the 2010s and just cut a check you know to a to a very uh, uh to to a to a mind who you know at that point in time Eric Bischoff you know did have the anecdote to make a a wrestling company like WCW WCW wrestling you know, turn that company to an edgy, edgier product that legitimately competed with WWE. And not only did they compete with WWE, they beat them for a year and a half. So the only thing it took was just a creative mind. That's all it took. The creative mind who knew at that point in time, as many people, you know, you can criticize Bischoff as much as you want. It was a creative mind who knew what to do at that time, 
knew he, he knew that people jumping over to WCW was the thrill. The jump, you know, the thrill was in the jump. When Luger jumped, when Hogan jumped, when Savage jumped, you know, when when Sid, you know, jumped. All of those names, all of those big names jumped over to, of course, Hall and Nash, of course, the, you know, the NWO, the Outsiders. When all those names jumped, that's where the thrill is. And as much as I'm not, you know, huge on CM Punk, have him be the, the, the catalyst. Have him jump. You know what I mean? He, he's still a free agent. He's with UFC. I get it. But just to, just think about how... You know, GFW would make some noise if, if Punk went over, you know, went over there. Uh, if some some big name, you know, now like I, Daniel Bryan, you know, possibly if he was uh, able to come back, you know, from injury, uh, someone like that. Of course, you know, yeah. you know, you could say Cena, but Cena's never going to, you know, leave WWE. But, yeah, I mean, names like that, you know, if, if you had big names, if you had big main event names, uh, Orton, Orton would be another person. Oh, or, oh, my goodness. Orton jumping over to GFW? Do you know how much noise that would make? I mean, Orton's not doing anything at this point, but if Orton jumped over to GFW, that would make some noise. And so really the only thing, uh, there, you know, there, there's been talks of uh, – uh, there's been some reports that uh, GFW offered Goldberg uh, a contract, but he kind of laughed in their faces because the, the the dollar amount was so low. But hey, I mean, if they have some dollars enough to pay Go, Goldberg, you know, have him, you know, be a, a big solid competitor for you know, it seems like he's in good shape. He's still got about a year left in him. Uh, you know, people like that. I mean, they they need. They need people to jump. They need that jump appeal again that really helped WCW become a notable name. So if they get that again, I think that we'll I think that we'll have a different type of conversation. Other than that, if it's just mid car, if it's just B level talent going from one name to another, it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference, and almost you want to say. Okay, say TNA gets revived. They're back on uh, making decent ratings, doing whatever. What would be the new NWO if WWE stars left back into TNA? Who would be the new NWO defectors? That would be that's a, that's a great question. I would say, and if we keep it three, you know, like it like it should have been, um, I would do I would do Orton. Uh, you know, I'll be Orton. I would have Orton be the leader. I would throw Sheamus in there and Daniel Bryan. Orton, Sheamus, Daniel Bryan. I think I think those three would be uh, good hands. And to be honest with you, I would even ixnay Sheamus and throw uh, if we if you did Orton Reigns Bryan. I think. There you there you go there you go right there. Uh, Orton's Orton Reigns Bryan are, are the three that could just be absolutely amazing. And Lester's you know, heck, Lester's a free agent. You know, just about uh, he has a two year was a thing he signed two year contract. And so if Lester jumped, are you kidding? 
that would just be absolutely amazing. So as far as the new NWO, if there was a new NWO right now, I would say I would say Orton, uh, Brian, and if he's healthy, if he gets healthy again, Orton, Brian, Reigns, those three would be would be my choice. And that's awesome. I mean, but again, ladies and gentlemen, this is just wishful thinking that'll never happen because nobody would in their right mind would leave WWE if they had that gig. Hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Let, let me know. Let let us know what you think. Who who would be? That's 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 a great question. That's a that's a really good question, and we'll spend a little bit more time discussing, uh, possibly next week. Who would be the three? Who would be your three if if you had an opportunity to to uh, to to make the the modern day NWO that jumps over the GFW to revive them and make them a competitor? Who would be your three? So. Let us know about that. Real quick, we got uh, Ambrose and, and Rollins. Uh, uh, excuse me, Ambrose and Bo Dallas. You know, we have no idea where Ambrose is going to be at this point. King Barrett and in our and truth. Hopefully, that ends the feud between them. And then, lastly, Seth Rollins. Well, Seth Rollins cutting the promo and Lesnar appearing and destroying the Cadillac. I think that was a good way to redeem what we saw with Lesnar before. New Day defeating Lucha Dragons, which was good because New Day needed a win. And then Cena Cesaro, you know, uh, for the second week, great match. I think this week was uh, less botchy, you know, less botchy than last week. And so this week, to me, was a, a much better match. And to put it in the main event was, was a great idea. Oh, it was a great idea. It was a great way to end Raw. And it's just something that you don't get too much. Like, usually Raw ends with a segment. It ends with a promo. And this week, it just it ended with a, a match, and it was decided. And you could go either way with either individual. Cesaro has proved himself to be somebody that can go head-to-head with anybody. I don't know how many times that they went back and forth with pins. Didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. I noticed a few botches last night, not nearly as much as the night before, or the week before. But it was it was magical, and it was Monday Night Raw ended on a great note, ended on a high note. Again, this Monday Night Raw was great and shaping up for a better battleground and pay per view. Is again, I think it's shaping up to be absolutely amazing. Um, could be the best of the few for the summer. Uh, could be. I think Summer Sam's got uh, some some good stuff uh, um, coming. Um, great, great uh, options here. I see Orton, Ziggler, and Reigns. Um, they would just have to overhaul Ziggler's, Ziggler's character. I, I just really think so. Lesnar, Ambrose, and Barrett. Um, that has potential. I think they, you know, I think Ambrose has the potential, but uh, there's something about Ambrose uh, that just doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really reek intimidating figure to me. Um, although he, you know, he, he'd be very great in GFW. He'd, he'd be Ambrose would be a great jump, to be honest with you. That'd be very good. Uh, and then this one is intriguing. Uh, we have Orton, Sheamus, and then Styles, which was be, which would be great. Um, AJ Styles is doing great in the Bullet Club. Um, and then you know, third man should be someone in GFW. I, I like that idea. I like I like AJ Styles being the third guy. Um, the only thing the only thing about that the only the only critic the only critique that I have about that. Is that the third man 
uh, I think needs a more striking appeal. Now, granted, you know, you had the Wrestling Observer, you know, you have the Wrestling Observer Awards, you have all different types of awards of being, you know, the, the, the best wrestler of the year. In my opinion, AJ Styles is the wrestler of the year. I, I don't, you know, I don't think there's anybody close, to be honest with you. Um, well, I think there's some people that are close. I think, I think, uh, um, Okada, he, my, 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 my favorite person in New Japan and Congrats to Okada, by the way. Uh, the, the Dominion event that uh, New Japan uh, recently had, Okada became, I believe, this is his third reign as uh, IWGP champion, and also the uh, the, the Bullet Club uh, defeated the uh, Kingdom, so new tag team champions as well. But yeah, Okada, my boy, he uh, he won the title back and. Uh, um, Kudos to that, and 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 real quick, my boy Jay Lethal. I uh, didn't mention this last week, but my boy Jay Lethal, uh, he is the ROH uh, World Heavyweight and Television Champion. Everybody knows I'm a big Jay Lethal fan, have been for a long time. So kudos to Jay Lethal, and kudos to Okada, uh, ROH World Champion, IWGP World Champion. All right, real quick. Let me know your thoughts on the European Championship. European Championship uh, was resurrected or invented in the mid-90s, late 90s. I want to say probably 97, 98. It had a good run. I mean, you had uh, Shawn Michaels had it, Triple H, British Bulldog. I'm not sure if Bret Hart did. I'm trying to think if he did. I don't think so. He was too big for that at the time. But the European Championship, I mean, for me, it really did. It was a match you'd look forward to and see it. You were kind of wondering why European was over here in the United States. And, you know, we have Intercontinental, which I'm still, you know, what does that mean? But anyway, so the European yeah. Championship, D'Lo Brown had it. And we had D'Lo Brown here not too long ago. He talked about it. So, you know, so that. But, again, it was kind of a, it was not much. Again, what does a European title have to do in the United States with WWE? That, well, you know, what what did that do for somebody? Not too much, I don't think. So it was kind of well, mystery. I don't know. I liked it. I liked the European Championship. I think it was a good mid-card title at the time, and I think, you know, it, you're right. It didn't make much sense because, you know, it was mostly defended in the States. So it didn't make much sense. Of course, you know it was it was in Europe when it when it first uh, you know when it was inaugurated and when uh, it was I think it was Bulldog against Shawn Michaels. I think that was the first match, if I'm not mistaken. Shawn Michaels won it, and so that helped the European Championship by Shawn Michaels having it. Um, you know, he was, you know, DX was, uh, very heelish at the time and just, you know, degenerates is another name, uh, uh, conveys basically. And so it helped, uh, it helped people like D'Lo Brown, it helped people like Shane McMahon, it helped people like X-Pac. So, you know, when it, when it was around, it helped. It even helped people like Triple H. You know, when he was uh, European champion, of course, he had the European title uh, during the DX parody and put IC on it, which was uh, extremely funny. Real quick, I definitely got to give my boy uh, Kushida from Time Splitters. He, he won the junior, uh, IWP Junior Heavyweight Championship from Kenny Omega. 
So yeah, that's uh, you know kudos kudos to Kushida. I, I thank you so much for for saying that. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Kushida too. So uh, he will actually be on uh, ROH uh, coming up here soon. Uh, and then real quick, Cesaro is a uh, option for the third uh, for for the three that defects. So I think that would be a fantastic idea. Um, that would be awesome. So uh, thank you for those acknowledgments there. But yeah, the European cha- Championship was um, was cool. Uh, you know, I, I liked it. It was it was good stuff. Um, and I definitely think that uh, for for the time that it lasted. Uh, it was good. It, it was definitely uh, good and, and worth it. Uh, I remember when they just started to make it like a parody, and it really wasn't working that well. Um, when they started to like have out, when Al Snow won it, and it became he, he started to like pretend he was defending it in places in Europe, odd places in Europe, and he started saying something like Transylvania and. Just random stuff like that. Wasn't a big fan of that. And I don't think that, uh, you know, that, that wasn't the best idea for me, you know, for, for, for him to do that, for sure. So, but, you know, for for the for the most part, I think that uh, it, it was good. It, it, was, it was good stuff. <clears throat> All right, next week uh, we'll be talking uh, about, uh, about more about Battleground. And we'll end our series on defunct titles uh, next week. So we're going to so please uh, stay tuned for that. We may got an announcement or so under our sleeves. I got some fun things under the pike. Of course, like I said, we got Gunner in two weeks. I apologize for uh, you know anything and everything, but uh, of course, as always, a complete and great. A completely great show. So, thank you so much for for your support uh, in the midst of you know things like things like this. But uh, it was a fantastic show, and uh, you know the 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 support is just infectious, is indelible, and uh, is inspiring. So, thank you so much for everybody continuing to support. Next week we'll be here live in a living color as always. And until next week, thank you so much for supporting the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Episode 151 is in the books. And we'll be here next week for some live and pro wrestling talk. So until then, enjoy your week. God bless. Day loves you and Elijah. And you all have a fantastic week. See And we will meet again next week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.